Five years ago, Thanos erased half of the population of the universe. But the people of this planet brought everyone back with a snap of a finger. The sudden return of the population provided the necessary energy for the emergence to begin. Seven days. We're Eternals. We came here 7,000 years ago to protect humans from the Deviants. Why didn't you guys help fight Thanos? Or any war, all the other terrible things throughout history. We were instructed not to interfere in any human conflicts unless deviants are involved. By who? All right, folks. Welcome back to a brand new other episode review from the show you love to listen to. We are Words from Blurs. I'm JT, and on the other end of the mic is my co-host, to do the do. We're getting ready to review Marvel's The Eternals. Are you ready to dive into it real quick? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, okay. So the Eternals. You know, brief synopsis. The Eternals are a race of aliens, kind of that were made by the beings uh the celestials who basically created the the universe all the universes and so the eternals are basically a race of immortal beings who um you know are charged with keeping like deviants these kind of evil like life destroying creatures at bay from developing planets um yes and they are only allowed to intervene in human events if deviants are involved <coughs> excuse me which, which is an explanation they, given as to why they didn't intervene in like wars or anything like that you know like uh, slavery or nazis or anything like that it's because they're only allowed yeah. to intervene if it involves deviants and so and just side note i wonder what the hell fastest would have done in what the hell was fastest doing in slave times chilling he was just laying low like i guess i get yeah i guess he just let time pass maybe he was just in hibernation who knows anyway this yeah this film is basically it's kind of like a it starts off with uh deviant sightings and then it kind of becomes a murder mystery and then it becomes then it becomes a race against the clock and um i'm not gonna lie this movie is definitely uh, uh underwhelming you know, I find it kind of interesting how you kind of just name like three different plots that could be whole movies in themselves and they're all in this one movie. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, yeah. Ooh, yeah, that's one of the reasons why um, this movie is kind of, it's kind of all over the place. And I'm not sure if that's because of Chloe Zhao's directing. I mean, it probably is the reason why, because she is the director. <laughs> but um, this movie, it kind of is one of the more, slow paced i want to say marvel movies i've seen um and i said that because again the it's it's there's the occasional fight here and there um but it's mostly um a family reuniting and um even though of, they never at least in my opinion truly felt like a family agreed they, just... they kind of just felt like forced co-workers exactly they felt like niggas that just worked together and even and that's over a relationship that's supposed to have spanned what how long have they been on earth a couple hundred thousand years like mm -hmm. come on you know you um, know what I, you know what i said on twitter what? i said this movie would have been 10 times better as a show or as a miniseries because there are just simply too many things in this movie to establish that they have to establish within two hours, no, two and a half hours. I will agree with you. I think that, yeah, I think that from finding, um, you know, 
Athena and what's the guy what's the other guy's name Gil- Gilgamesh that that's an episode you know and what what they've been what's been going on with her and her little isolated incidents and like, then literally as soon almost as soon as we get introduced to Athena she has a uh, mad weary which is like a space version of uh, Alzheimer's almost and it's like we barely even know who this character is when she's like herself and now you've established oh okay now she's got space alzheimer's but we still don't really know much about her you know it's like yeah and you know and you don't really learn too much about all of the characters outside of you know the main character Gemma chan who plays cersei and um, that's debatable because um, let me ask you something right what are cersei's main characteristics hey what's her personality you're asking the right questions to the wrong guy because i honestly <laughs> Her character honestly just felt like it, it, I don't know. I didn't. Her character wasn't memorable. She didn't have any any like. She, I guess she had a good heart. I I don't I don't oh, know. That, I guess that makes was, her very very unique to all the other heroes in the Marvel. She universe. was the most empathetic. I mean, shit. Wonder Woman's empathetic, and she has more more fucking. Ugh. And also, I just want to complain. You know, I'm not going to specify what it is. But what the fuck does Cersei do outside of that one thing? She her power seems to be that she like. I mean, I know what changes. She, she changes one matter. element to another. You ever seen Full Metal Alchemist? Yeah, she changes matter. I, I yeah, get that. It's like that. I, I feel like it's like of everyone else's powers, hers is like the most not use- undefined. I feel like I feel like it's the most useless. I wouldn't say it's useless. I mean, maybe, maybe in well, hmm. like she doesn't seem to show any sense of being able to fight. Yeah, she, I'll give you that. You know, everyone else. Yeah. I mean, ex- uh, excluding Sama Hayek, everyone else seems to be able to fight. Like Melanjani, he has fucking like laser gun hands. Um, Lauren Ridloff, who plays Makari, she fucking has super speed. She can bum rush motherfuckers and create tornadoes. Icarus is basically Superman. Icarus is basically like Superman. You got Druid. He's fucking like a more aggressive man. Professor X. Or, or yeah, Purple Man. Um, Gilgamesh, super strong. Gilgamesh was dope. Gilgamesh has some fucking... He has some dope fight scenes, at least in my opinion. And then Angelina Jolie basically is... Oh, no, know, she kicks some ass. Yeah, she's basically Big Barba with a blonde wig. Yeah, but Cersei, you know... Eh. I mean, I remember she had this one scene where she was fighting uh, a deviant and like she turned the ground into quicksand and like trapped it. But that's really the only cool thing I remember her doing. Everything else. Yeah, I don't think her powers are very good for like in the heat of battle. Even even Fastos, who I thought was was going to be lame. I was like, oh, all this nigga does is just build shit. Like they gave the nigga the like the lamest power. But nah, even his was actually pretty dope. Yeah, towards the end. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. You know, they give him fast some some cool powers too. Okay, that's tight. So really Cersei's oh, and uh uh Sprite's what illusions. Yeah, she's fucking she's basically Loki. Yeah, oh shit, she is. Oh my god, she is. Wow. And her wow. Colors, and her color's green. Come on. It I did I didn't even realize it until you just said that. She is basically Loki. And then we got the the random human element in Quran, played by Harish Patel. Oh, his homie! I was like, "Who?" Okay, you're talking about um uh, Kingo's homie. Yeah, yeah. He um, was funny. I thought you know he was fine. He he never got annoying or anything like that. No, yeah, he never got annoying. I think he was probably one of the more likable characters. Even because his, I guess, because his time was short, he wasn't in it very much. But, um, yeah, I just didn't think Cersei was like leading material. Not, not that Jim Chance can't, you know, be a leading lady, but I just don't think that this was like her character was written very well to like stand out at all. And Again, honestly, her portion of the story doesn't really make sense because Ajax is killed seemingly by no, it's right. the movie has been what? out for a month they they if they they know 
the movie's about to be out of the theater by now. They know what happens in it. This, we didn't even say spoiler alert or nothing. They've seen the movie. Okay, spoiler I mean, alert. Even though, honestly, this happens pretty early on. But spoiler alert for the movie. We will, I guess we're going to be saying spoilers because it's, it's been out for a while at this point. Um, Ajax is killed seemingly by a, uh, a deviant. So the main, do you remember what the, main, the celestial they work for, their name? Before I look it up real quick, I do not. It was Kadesh. Was it Kadesh? Aramesh. Aramesh. Is it? Is it Aramesh? Yeah, Arsham. Arsham. No. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Ar something like that. Arsham. Yeah, it's, it's Arsham. Arsh. A R I S H E M. Arsham. Okay, so Arsham, right? So like, uh, Ajak had this like circle thing like in her throat or whatever. This like ball. She had a ball in her throat. And like, mm. and then it, it goes to uh, to Cersei, so I guess Cersei then becomes like the new leader, even though Icarus seems to still be the leader. Because it's, it's weird because Cersei has the ball thing, so you think she's gonna be leader, but everyone in the group still treats Icarus like he's the leader. So it's like, what? He's the That's strongest kinda... of them all. I mean, yeah, but Cersei is the one with the ball thing. Isn't the one with the ball thing who? Talks directly to the Celestials, the leader. I mean, that's what I thought. I mean, because yeah, Ajax was I, the leader, right? Yeah, but I guess they. they it's. I guess it's still very early on, so I'm guessing it probably would have taken time for them to just. They're just still adjusting. I guess. And and even so, they've always seen fucking um, Icarus as the second in command to um, Ajax. So, I think that they still just look to him as the second in command, even when Ajax's not there. Yeah. Mm. Well, either way, uh, she gets the ball thing from Ajax, and it's almost like it's actually almost like the, the Green Lantern ring, choosing a new Green Lantern or whatever. But yeah, I digress. Um, Aramesh, that is, is that the name? Aramesh? Ar Aramesh? Arisham. 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 No, it's Arisham. Arisham. Arisham yeah. tells her. So we find out that the reason why the Eternals are immortal. Oh my God, are we really about to do this? Yeah, well, it's been out for a while, man. That don't it's been out for a minute. It's been out for yeah. a brick. Yeah, and it's still it's about it's to leave theaters. Yeah, because it's the lowest rated, lowest reviewed, lowest box office Marvel movie so far. Really, that I did not know. The lowest, yeah. worse than uh, Thor: The Dark World. Actually, yeah, it is. I checked. It was like Thor was sixty. I think Thor: The Dark World was sixty. Come on, it or Eternals ain't that bad. Like, Eternals, now. Eternals is at forty-seven percent. See, that's crazy. It should not get. It doesn't deserve a percentage that low. Uh, save it for the end. Save it for the end. You, 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 you I'm, I'm sure you want to, you want to get some stuff off, but just hold it in. Even all the Ant Man movies have made more than it has, right? I mean, I, yeah, again, I know it's still dependent. Well, yeah, because Ant Man is more enjoyable than Eternals was. I mean, I don't hate Eternals, but Ant Man was definitely a more entertaining movie. Well, now we know who's at the bottom of the totem pole now. Not Ant Man. <laughs> Which, by the way, he never should. People stay dumping on Ant Man. Man, Ant Man is yeah. funny. He's 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 relatable. You know, he tries to be a good father. I like Ant-Man, man. man. Y'all need to stop dumping on Ant-Man. Ant-Man dope. I don't care what y'all say. But yeah, um, Arisham uh, tells... The, oh yeah, so the reason, we find out the reason why they're like immortal is because they're at... And even this was a little confusing. So they're like androids? Synthetic androids. Synthetic androids, okay. Which, but that are also like super indestructible. So, which is why they don't age. And not only that, but apparently, and uh, this is about to get pretty dense, just so you know, um, not too dense, but you know, a, a little dense. They, so what, what the Celestials do is like, they take the Eternals and like they wipe their memories. Cause again, they're like androids. So I guess they have like hard drives, sort of like memories. So they wipe their memories and they use them to like prep a world for a birth of a new celestial and the way that works is th they have to like increase help the population of a planet increase because they use the energy of those the 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 amount of the population on the planet they use it for energy to like 
give birth. Yeah, give birth to a new celestial. Who's at the core. Exactly, at the core of a planet. So they like sacrifice planets to make new celestials so that celestials can Can make galaxies. Exactly, exactly that. So I I do think... Oh, go ahead. I said, and of course, Earth has to be the the birthplace of a celestial. Oh, yeah, of course. You know, Earth, we just, you know, we just, Earth is just that girl, I guess. You know, it's just, you know, everyone, everyone loves Earth, I guess. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, man. Um, oh, he threw me off. Uh, what was I about to say? So, yeah. Uh, so there's this interesting conflict, I guess, in the movie where it's like, is it right to sacrifice Earth? And it's billions in order for the hypothetical creation of even more billions. Now I live here, so of course the answer is no. So <laughs> I don't know why the movie like treats it like this is just some huge debate. Cause in my opinion, I don't think it's really, who's gonna watch this movie and be like, yeah, I think the eternal should just let earth die. You know, it's for the good of possible hypothetical billions. Yeah, just, just let earth die, you know, whatever. Like, who's going to be on the side of... What's this thing? Arisham. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to stop. I'm just going to let you say it how you want to say it, but... What? It's Arisham. Isn't, that's what I said, Arisham. You're saying Arisham. 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 You know what? Yeah, that's it. Yep. That's what I said. Arisham. Yeah, we're right. saying the same exact thing. Are we? Yes, Arisham. Mm. Arisham. See, you just said it two different ways. Arisham. Which... So it's Arisham. Yes. Okay, got it. Arisham. Okay, not. Arisham. So yeah, you know, and then she tells the other celestials, you're like, whoa, what? That's crazy. Although some of the celestials, you know, they're like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it is our job. I mean, it's what we were designed to do. Maybe we should just do it. Like Icarus, you know, does a total heel turn in the middle of the movie, which is okay. You you know, like, it's just, so like we were saying earlier, how this would have been better as a miniseries or as a TV show. This is a lot of things that we're supposed to care about in a relatively short amount of time. Cause we got to care about the Eternals finding out their entire lives has been a lie. And we got to care about Icarus doing a heel turn. And we got to care about like Kingo going like, well, oh, and by the way, I want to cuss out Kingo a little bit, just for a second, just for a second. Cause Kingo, I got beef with Kingo. Hold on, nigga. You, you Kingo have been the most ingrained with human society. You've been a movie star, you're world famous. You, you love people. You, you even got a human homie. You know what I mean? You, you friends with humans and shit. Um, so why the hell, when it comes to Earth, you just like, eh, well, you know, I mean, I don't like the plan, but it is what it is. I'm not going to try and save Earth. What? That is, did, did that make sense to you? No, it just, he felt the, it, yeah, it makes sense. He was the most connected and then immediately became the most disconnected. Like, well, he's like, yeah, I'll see you guys on the next Earth. What? You know what character that would have made sense with? Icarus. No, no, he was already turning heel. I'm talking about someone else. Fastus? No, nah, man, Druid. True. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. he already had, look, look. First of all, I want to say, and I found, so apparently in the comics, Druid does, like, turn into a bad guy anyway and i thought he was going to in the movie too but he just never did because and this is no shade to the actor he just first of all he just looks like a villain yeah he looks he does he's got that (laughs) god damn (laughs) i didn't say he looks evil that was see that was fucked up that was fucked up i just said he he looks like a villain i feel like that's less mean (laughs) i didn't say he looks evil you know there's a there's a rumor going around that that actor is gonna play the Joker. Oh shit! That's in uh in like the 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 um in the, the Batman. Hmm, interesting. With Robert Pattinson, yeah, at some point. Because he was good in this movie too. So okay, that, I I wouldn't mind that. But yeah, man. Um, let me see if I can find this actor's name. Barry. Keogh. You know what? You know, it's something I always point out in this movie, right? And then movie. What? 
Barry Keoghan. Oh, the guy yeah. that plays Druig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barry Keoghan. Yeah. He's a 90s baby. All right now. And he kind of has like a, a, I don't know, he kind of has that arrogant kind of, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, like like he's he's like the 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 kid like in a YA movie. He's like the kid that bullies the main hero. He embodies what I would think a modern day Jason Todd would look like. Well, like a, a Draco well, yeah. Malfoy. Yeah, like if he was blonde, he would definitely be a Draco Malfoy. Yeah, yeah, but no, nah, he just he's good the whole movie, and like his his whole thing, his little character arc. He's got the power to basically control people with his he, it's with his mind right yeah yeah he controls people with his mind so he can literally make them do whatever he wants but he has to wait doesn't he have to still say it yeah i think so he so has, it's like yeah, a yeah, verbal it. thing right yeah, yeah so yeah he can control anyone and like he grows like really upset with like the celestials because he's like i have this power that i could use to just save humanity but I'm not allowed to use it because we can only fight deviants. Because, you know, he can just tell people to stop doing wars, stop fighting and stuff like that. But he has an issue with this because the other terms are like, well, if you do that, you're taking away their free will, which is a good point. But he's like, well, is free will so great if they're killing each other with it? I could save them. All they got to sacrifice is their free will. I mean, this is, you know, to me, because I've seen a movie before and I understand how stories work. I would think, oh, okay, this is probably leading up to him becoming a villain of some sort, and he just doesn't. Which, okay. And even then, they kind of hint, it's almost like they foreshadowed it because when they find him, because at a certain point, oh, and this is another kind of a whole plot movie that's in this movie is like a a search and find, a, 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 a locate mission. They gotta find all the Eternals again and get the band back together. When they find him, he's basically controlling a little cult in the forest. Do you see what I sent you on Instagram of this guy? This Barry Keoghan guy? Uh, I'm about to look. Basically confirming what I'm saying. Oh, about the Joker thing? Yeah. So sorry to cut you off. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, hmm. The makings, the makings, I mean, the way he acts towards the Eternals, he has all the makings of a villain. And I think that throughout most of this movie, they painted him as the, you know, I think he was kind of painted as the suspect in the murderer aspect of this movie. So you feel like he's basically just a giant red herring? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, from the beginning, he ran... He walked away from the Eternals. He took a whole, basically, like a whole cult with him. You know, I thought, you know, maybe it was this guy. It was this guy from the very beginning. It was the most obvious signs were, like, going off. The most red lights and everything. They were all going off. It's this guy. This fucking guy is the guy. And I think he was he's just genuinely wants to help humanity survive itself by taking away its humanity. The one thing that's killing itself, which is its free will. And, I mean, I think that his intentions are actually genuine, but I think he was definitely painted out to be the, the, uh, the antagonist from the beginning. Until we find out the actual antagonist is, of course, Icarus, which, whew, another evil Superman type. I never get tired of those. Okay, there hasn't really been one. There's been a nod to one in a nightmare. Injustice just come out the little oh, animated yeah. movie oh yeah that just came out hmm. what a what a good movie what a great movie great great movie yeah you know i mean i just i'm kind of tired of seeing you know my favorite superhero be written to be a complete no, you wouldn't think he's sociopathic supervillain well yeah because i don't like what that certain person who i'm not going to mention uh has done with the character i'm not a fan of it yeah mm-hmm. anyway but um yeah icarus is um man he, he wanted to stick true to his mission from the very beginning and he was the only one that ajax chose to share that um that knowledge with that 
their true purpose was to basically just cultivate humans like like fucking sheep until the wolf came, which would be the celestial. Yeah, which um Ajak near the end of her life um came to disagree with. Like she, you know, she was like, I've been hiding this for so long because she she was the only person who knew what their actual purpose was. And um, but eventually she changed her mind, which I'm gonna I'm gonna bring back up because it's going to a larger point I'm about to make about the weird writing of this movie that doesn't really make sense. Because she tells Icarus, which by the way, why would she think Icarus would be down with going against the Celestials beyond me? Uh, I, I mean, I would probably tell fucking Cersei before I told Icarus. Cersei actually seems to like people. Icarus didn't really seem to care for people that much. Like to him, it seemed to literally just be a job. But when, um, when uh, Cersei eventually got the ball, why did Arisham think that Cersei... Why would he just assume that Cersei would be cool with the destroying Earth plan? Why did he think the rest of the Celestials would be cool Especially with the destroying Earth plan? Also, huh? Especially since she was, she was also pretty ingrained in human society, no? Yeah, she was as well. I mean, she had an Instagram account and everything. Uh, boyfriend. boyfriend that looks like Jon Snow, you know? I mean, damn, yeah. yeah. But it's like, so my whole thing is, why did the Celestials give the Eternals free will? Because if you're making them, wouldn't you just... Because another... See, there's even more to their backstory. Okay, so... And I got to explain it for this to make any sense. So the Deviants were basically like prototype Eternals. But what happened was, first they had the Eternals job but then they evolved and became like apex predators. And then they started like killing everything on the planet. And the celestials were like, Oh shit, we fucked up. We didn't mean for them to evolve. Wow. I guess we're really bad at like creating beings or whatever. So let's make some more beings and we'll call them eternals. And they're going to take care of the old beings and take their new job. And it's like, why did you, if you're making them, why would you give them free will? Because this is what happens when you give them free will. They go against you and they kind of fuck up your whole plan. So it's like, if I'm the Celestials, why would I do that? Yeah, and I, yeah, I just, I'm just not a fan of this movie. I honestly, I, I, the, the ending, the characters, like I know it, this is truly one of the larger ensemble casts uh the cast is too big there's too many characters yeah yeah it's too many characters there's characters we haven't even really talked about yet it's yeah it's not enough people to like really get attached to and um you know people some some die left and right some are kind of off in the wind and you know like for example like you said thena she's kind of got space dementia and um you know i'm pretty sure there's the makings of like a really cool badass character we'd like to see and she dev there definitely was the makings of a really cool badass character but we barely got to know who this character is yeah because she has like space dementia she basically after about maybe 10-15 minutes in she basically has to seclude herself you know as to not hurt anyone else which you know she eventually does the Gilgamesh but he's the only one who's able to I guess the calmer down. He's he's the fucking Scarlett Johansson to her Hulk, and um. Oh, yeah, yeah, and I like the little. There's like little things in this movie I actually really do like, like attention to detail. Like um, um, when they catch up with Gilgamesh, you can see if you look at his arms, there's like scars on his arms, which is you know clearly meant to show. Okay, yeah, he's been like trying to help Thena for this long. And so every time she goes a little, she has like an episode or whatever, you know, he has to like defend himself, obviously, and try to calm her down. So, you know, things like that, I thought was, was really well done. You know, there's good things in this movie. This movie looks beautiful. Immaculately shot, actually. Um, how did you feel about the costumes? Because I thought the costumes were pretty cool. I thought they were cool. I thought Although, they actually... Were, um very they, complex yeah they're very much power rangers 2017 yeah just without the helmets yeah yeah but you know they i thought they looked cool at least um but yeah it's just it's too what is it like oh i'll, I'll give this movie credit for another thing another thing i really liked about this movie 
Um, characters actually stay dead. Yep. It doesn't do that, you know, comic book thing where, oh, they die. But no, I'm actually okay. No, characters stay dead. And I'll give the movie credit for that. You know, because some movies, especially Marvel movies and superhero movies in general, don't usually like to keep characters dead. But they did in this movie, at least for now anyway. Um, Jon Snow. What's his character's name? Because I'm not going to keep calling him Jon Snow. Hold on. I think I feel like it's it's Black Knight. Dane, well, well, damn, I wasn't going. Yeah, Dane Dane Whitman. Why was he in this movie? This man was in the in the first act, and then he's gone for the whole movie, and then basically shows up again at the end just to hint at a character. Okay, so do do people care about Black Knight? Um, he's probably Marvel one, Marvel C list to be honest. Oh, I mean that's higher than I would have expected. C or D, but definitely not. He definitely probably will probably start to get more love once he makes his full debut, kind of like Iron Man. But I guess, but like, I mean, I'm thinking, why have Kit Harrington, who's a very recognizable actor, be in this nothing role where he's basically not even in the movie for all of five minutes? All of five minutes. It's maybe. Sorry, my bad. Go ahead. I said maybe all saying maybe even less than the five minutes. It just seemed as though he was a waste. It really did. Like it's doing that thing that some movies do, which I don't like, where it's just it's like a movie where the whole point of it is just to set things up for the sequel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it's just this it's just too much happening in this movie. It and I've said this before, I said it on Twitter, it very much feels like Marvel tried to make a DC movie. To me. Uh, really? It really does. Wow, that's a bold statement. It does. Down to the, the writing, the way the characters interact with each other, the, the, the denseness that it's trying to, you know, put to establish with... And th- there's... This movie, really, if it weren't for the little references to the Avengers and the whole Thanos thing, oh, which I'll come, I'll put a pin in that. I'm going to come back to that. The, this movie feels very much disconnected to the Marvel Universe. It barely feels like it's a part of it. Yeah, I would say it definitely is one of the, mo- the least connected MCU movies um, that I've uh, watched. Um, it, it, it has very little references to the overall MC outside of the snap. Which, uh, like I said, I put a pin in that for a second. So the snap affected the Eternals in that it slowed down the birth of the Celestial because it decreased the population of humanity. But if, okay, so if Thanos, and, and they said, oh, we can't interfere with Thanos because... Uh, the deviants weren't involved in that, so we couldn't do anything about that. Well, if Thanos doing that slowed the birth of a new celestial, wouldn't the celestial be like, "Hey, go stop that nigga. He's he's fucking up her plan. Go help the Avengers or whoever beat him." Or you would think maybe the celestials just wouldn't have made the uh, the, the the Infinity Stones. Well, I mean, they probably couldn't have guessed that someone was going to get them all together to do that. But I mean, the possibility is there, no? You I'm starting, you know, I'm starting to, I'm starting to think the celestials are kind of stupid. Oh no, absolutely! Like as beings, like they're dumb. They seem kind of dumb. They don't seem to be good at like thinking ahead. Nope. Like, at all? Like Jesus Christ! That that's the only explanation for these, or you know, bad writing. But you know, it's either bad writing or these are just very dumb characters. Yeah, I think it's just a little bit of bad writing. Um, again, how do you really write? I mean, Thor is different, but I'm like, how do you really write um, a universe creating God? You know, it becomes it becomes an interesting question. How do you do that? But uh, clearly they did not uh, do the best job. But do you have any uh, any final thoughts on this movie? Yeah. Um... I, I, you know, what's crazy is that I actually walking out of the theater, 
Um, I liked this movie and I still like it, I think. I think I still like it for the most part, but and to the point where I was like thinking, I and like I saw it with like a group of friends and all of us were like, yeah, why, why were people like dumping on this movie so much? That was actually pretty good. I don't get why so many people was like, not really fucking with it. Like critics weren't really liking it. You know what's crazy? If you go to Rotten Tomatoes, critics hate it, but audiences like it. I don't know if the audience has gone down. Is, is it still like that right now? It's at 52%. The audience score? Yeah. Wow. So, okay, it went down by a lot, apparently. Okay, because it was not that low when I looked at it um, a few weeks ago. Jesus, you said 52? Uh, let me check. Let me just be certain. Metacritic is 52%. The no, no, already... Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, I'm on there now. Hold on. Um, oh, no, it's still at 80%. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, <laughs> you said 52. I'm like, damn, it went from like 80 to 52. Jesus Christ. But yeah, so it's, it's, I find that interesting. I mean, I don't know if it's like people giving it positive review bombs or whatever, because I don't know, Marvel fans, some of y'all are starting to do a lot behind this movie. It's getting weird. I don't know, because come on. But um, but yeah, man, we me, I, like I said, I saw the group of friends and we all liked it walking out of the theater. But like the more I thought about the plot of the movie, the more certain things just did not make sense to a glaring. Uh, uh, it, it was just it was like like a neon sign like this does not make sense. You know what I mean? Um, it was very long and you feel the length two and a half hours uh i you, you know what my favorite scene was what uh when okay so sprite is a hater because like okay so god see even explaining a little scene you gotta explain so much jesus christ okay so sprite her thing is uh she basically their turtles made her look like a child and she never ages which by the way why why would the celestials do that that's another thing why to blend with the youth of the how the hell is she supposed to blend if she never ages i'm sorry i said blending with the youth of the planet the youth are gonna notice that she doesn't age that's why they had to move all the time that's not blending in at all that's the opposite of blending in yeah she's like a little teen a little teenage girl who's been horny for thousands of years <laughs> it doesn't make any why would the why would the celestials maybe the celestials are just stupid Maybe that's maybe that's like an actual characteristic. The Celestials are dumb as shit. They're just dumb. They're very stupid. I don't know. But yeah, Sprite just never ages. So she becomes kind of a hater because uh, Icarus is with Cersei or Icarus is trying to get with Cersei, which by the way, I could have done without that love subplot. I didn't feel the chemistry at all. Yeah, it did feel, it did feel forced. And um, I just think, eh. I just didn't. Uh, uh, I don't know. My words aren't aren't. I just don't like. Um, my my. I just, I, nah. But yeah, yeah. Um, what I was saying is, yeah. Uh, so she has a crush on Icarus. So she joins Icarus when Icarus turns heel, and so there's a point where yeah, she betrays these hurdles. She even literally stabs Cersei in the back, and there's a point where um she's like yeah and da, 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 da. she's like having a little villain monologue or whatever and then out of nowhere um, who was a druig runs up and just domes her with a rock bro when i tell you that was the hardest i laughed at a movie in a long time because it was out of nowhere druig just runs up and said bow like with a rock i said oh shit Oh my god, bro! That was that was that was funny as as I I just that was hilarious, man. Even thinking about it now, because it was out of it's just out of nowhere, just douche. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? What's happening? <laughs> so that was probably my favorite scene in the whole movie. Um, Sprite getting domed with a rock, and then afterwards they forgive her, and then Cersei's like, "Oh, I'll make you human," but it's like, "Well, why didn't you just age her up?" Now she's human. Now she's going to die. Thanks a lot, Cersei. You see, there's so many things about this movie that don't make sense. Why wouldn't you just age her up? Why'd you make her human? This is, whatever. I just, but yeah. Oh, man, overall, 
there's just too many things wrong with this movie to for me to give it a, a very high score. I'd, I'd have to give it a two and a half out of five, man. And the half, the half is because it's a very well done visually movie. Like it's filmed very well. Um, I really like Fastos. I think Fastos is a really cool character. Uh, I mean, dope representation. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry did a really good job as him. Uh, who else did I like? I liked. Um, I liked. Who played Kingo? The actor's Kumail, name? Kumail Nanjiani. Kumail Nanjiani. I, his performance was great. It's just the character is kind of a piece of shit. Um, yeah, man. Two and a half out of five. And even the end credit scene. Uh, do you want to get specific with the end credit scene or not? Because personally, I don't think it really matters because I really don't think people are going to care that much. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't care either way. Yeah. So at the, the, the end credit scene where uh, Star Fox, played by Harry Styles, uh, of um, for those of you who don't know, you may know him from uh, that boy man, One Direction. It took me a second to remember what they were called, One Direction, who is actually, a, I think he's, he like acts now for real. And he's, you know, he's not a bad actor. I think he was in, a, what was that war movie that, Dunkirk. He was in Dunkirk right yeah yes he was in dunkirk so i mean he's not a bad actor by any means so you know it'll be interesting to what this what what the implications of thanos's brother being a character in the mcu is that gonna mean anything and um why why the fuck is thanos a mutant hmm? why are all the regular titans look like regular people but thanos that is a good question as well. What type of mutation turns him into a fucking purple giant <laughs> with a ball? That nigga has some kind of genetic. I don't know what the fuck with the with fucking with the nutsack chin. He's the ball chin. Yes. Oh man. Um. So yeah. So you know. And then there was um. Oh. Do you want to talk about that other scene as well? I mean, I'll let you say your 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 final thoughts as well before we get into that. But did you want to get into that? Uh, let's just leave it as a. I mean, we could just talk about it super briefly, but because it's not much to it. But. Yeah. Okay. So, um, uh, like I said, two and a half out of five. All right, go ahead, man. Oh, um, I have very little to say. Uh, there are a lot of flaws with this movie. Um, it's definitely one of the slower paced of the Marvel movies that I've that I've seen. Um, you don't really get to connect with the characters, I think, in the way that they expect us to. Um, the story has like four or five different types of genres going on in it, and it's somewhat confusing. Um, I don't think the main character is, should have been the main character that they chose. Um. Yeah, I don't. It. It's Jimma Chan is a great actress. I loved her on Human when she played an android. Um, but she played more of a human in that move in that show as an android than she does as this android who's lived amongst human for hundreds of thousands of years. Um, it's just I don't. I didn't like it. Um, and I didn't like the movie. Um, I give it a two out of five. Um, there were some, some, some semi, there was some great cinematography, as you pointed out. Um, there were a few funny moments. Brian Tyree Henry was, was great. I love Quinlan Gianni. I loved Angelina Jolie. I forget the gentleman's name. Which gentleman? Um, name was Don. Lee. Oh, Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh. Yes. Yes. I also loved um, Makari, who was like the first deaf superhero. We didn't really talk much about uh, Makari. Yeah, Makari. I loved her but scene. Again, she, she, she wasn't was, in a lot of. Uh, she was a cooler speedster than, uh, in my opinion, anyway, uh, Barry from the DCEU. Oh. Uh, that's uh, 
yeah okay um but yeah my final thoughts on this movie is that uh, there's a few things bogging it down there's not a lot of connection to the characters um too many too many characters first of all this is this, let me just go down this list real quick it's one two three four five six seven eight nine ten uh eleven eternals all together and um it's a lot a lot and i don't think everyone you know again not everybody was going to hit from the beginning but i don't think the people they thought would hit did and it's kind of disappointing so yeah i guess movie one and a half two stars uh at best on top okay, of that now for the- well on, on top what? of that on top of that other than the 11 eternals this movie also technically has like three villains one of which we barely even talked about because a i can't even remember his name right now and b he basically shows up in the middle of the of the climax to start fighting everyone basically i can't even remember his name the, it was the the leader of the of the uh, of the de- the deviants yeah, the nigga, I, the nigga that looked like John Jones. And you know he was played by Bill Skarsgård. Get the Penny, hell out of here! Played really? by anyone? Yeah, unbelievable. And it was just a nothing villain. Like it seemed like they were gonna do something interesting because of that thing he said when like he was able to gain like speech. Do you remember what he said? I remember thinking, "Oh, that's interesting. Let's see where no, this goes." I don't- much of this movie because it sucks and i wanted to vacate it from my memory banks can we please move on to the post credit scene <laughs> okay my man wants to move on so bad all right yeah so the uh post credit scene uh dane yes not dane just... dahan what's his name no dane... just dane yeah okay dane. Call his first name dane. <laughs> dane uh he he like calls up cersei and is like oh it's uh cersei there's something interesting about my family tree that we need to talk about which is something that comes out of nowhere and it's like it's a sword and uh it's the uh, what's the name of the sword the ebony blade the ebony blade uh which is actually a pretty cool name but yeah which again just just comes out of nowhere oh i guess this character is important now after not being in the movie at all and then off screen we hear a voice that says mr mr whitman are you sure you want to do that Yes, that is what he and said. It, and, and I know that voice better than I know anyone. Oh, that's not true. But I know that voice. And do you know who it was, Adu? Um, I was told that it was Bye. Mahershala Ali's blade. It was Mahershala Ali's fucking blade. Off screen, we didn't see him, of course, but we, we heard him. Um, and it was and- later confirmed by Chloe Zhao. Yes, and so do you know this just this just proves that Mahershala Ali's blade is definitely still on the books. I don't know. I was starting to think maybe he was getting a little too old because I was like, man, I mean, not that age has anything to do with it. I was just thinking the man is like I'm about to be 48. He's turning 50 soon. Like, can we please get the ball rolling on his character, please? What a weird way to introduce him, though. Yeah, to introduce him, but not introduce him. I mean, you know, you know, I just and just off topic really quickly. I mean, yeah, I I I can't wait for Blade and the implications of that. But I am I am hoping, I am praying that once Blade is introduced, that means Ghost Rider comes, and I hope that that means like a midnight suns thing oh, yeah, my boy alan gonna be real excited about ghost rider showed up i mean i'm just hoping like a midnight suns then midnight suns is basically like a male version of the justice league dark but in the dceu mm. and i mean but in the marvel universe marvel isn't that Con- also that game that's coming out soon yeah it's kind of like it's kind of like ultimate alliance but with just darker characters Ah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, I'm, I've always looked forward to like when Marvel or when DC explore like the mystical, magical side of their universes, and um, the only one who's really done it is Doctor Strange, and so outside of his movies, we really haven't seen much on the mystical, magical side. I mean, yeah, maybe a little bit with uh, Scarlet Witch after WandaVision, but. I want them to just dive deep 
And I'm hoping that with Mahershala Ali, Ghost Rider maybe in the future, you know, I'm hoping, and hey, even even Hellstrom maybe, because Hellstrom had a series on Hulu that was great until it was canceled after one season. Um, but yeah, I just hope that this the implications are great. And also I want to mention that Delroy Lindo has been cast in uh, the Blade movie, so that must mean it is I would imagine it may be coming out in 2023. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Yeah, and I'm also excited for Blade because I really want to see what uh, the MCU can do with that character. Because Blade's a, you know, he's a pretty cool character. Um, definitely a cooler vampire character than that other nigga they be talking about over there at Sony. I don't know what they're doing over there, but uh, Blade, okay. that's that's the shit I'm excited for. All right, I'm I'm excited for all vampire characters, but yes, clearly my. My co-host has a preference. You know, um, real quick, I want to congratulate ourselves for something. Us? Okay. Yes. We have gone this entire review without making a single Game of Thrones joke. And I think that's really, really impressive. I really do. I mean, you have Jon Snow, you got that other Stark, you have a character that's named Cersei, and we didn't make a single Game of Thrones joke. Wow. I think that's amazing. I really do. You know, round of applause. I'll probably put a little applause sound effect here somewhere. I think that's just because Game of Thrones is so far moved from our minds at this point, especially after that last season. So, but yeah, that is that is good. We we avoided that. We just stuck with reviewing the movie instead of. It would have been very easy to do so, you know. Yeah, it would have been. We avoided it. You know, yeah, was, we did it. You know, so this is a highbrow show. I could have said, you know, that's what she said when you said a ball came out of of some high. I co- heard you make a noise, and I thought that's what was coming next. But you, 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 uh, you kept yourself from doing it. Yeah, I composed myself. I tried to be an adult. Oh man! What's well, the all right, folks. Movie? Oh, Hawkeye is coming out soon, right? That's so, the next. Well, movie Hawkeye movie. is out now. Oh, so- yes, it is. Look, I think we're just going to do a full season review on that, but okay. it hasn't been decided yet. But look forward to that review. You know, um, uh, I guess after that, maybe is Spider-Man. I don't know. Oh, right. Sp- Jesus Christ. How did I forget about Spider-Man? Jesus. Ooh, can't wait. That's oof. got me in the spider mood. I actually, I started playing the, the, the Spider-Man PS4 game again. You know, just because I just felt like I was in the mood for more Spider-Man stuff, man. But yeah, I can't wait for that. So that's coming up soon as well. So as always, that's the show. Follow us on all our social media. We're everywhere. Twitter, IG, all that stuff. Uh, follow our personal social medias as well, which can be found in the description. Yeah. Look uh, forward to our Dune review and No Time to Die. <laughs> yeah, you can talk about No Time to Die. I don't know. I may react. Dune, but no. Dune, oh, no. right, Dune. Yeah, we need to talk about Dune as well. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, we'll, well see. That, we'll see. I'm we'll coming see. soon because that's a long ass movie. Coming yeah. soon to uh, your AirPod near you, maybe. Yeah. Uh, follow us on Twitch. Streams from Blurs. Spot how it sounds. Streams from Blurs all together, one word. Uh, I think that's it. Unless there's any anything you want to add. That is it. Make sure you follow us on all our socials. Make sure you follow us on wherever you're listening. Give us a thumbs up. Give us a comment. Just make sure you subscribe. We love you like, you know, I'm going to say like a cousin, but I think somebody else is thinking that. So, all right, bye. Peace. We're out. Black Lives Matter. Always have, always will.